What do you do when you're afraid? Where do you go when you're afraid? How do you deal with fear? Today is Monday. Good morning, everybody. What do you do with fear? What do you what do you do with that scoundrel, that dastardly rascal fear? I don't, you know, uh, this morning kind of rolls up on me like like it does every every morning. You you get up, you do devotionals, you get ready, you do your reps, you do your, you, you you do the things you need to do to get ready for life. But all of a sudden. All the time, it seems like sometimes we did a show last week that why is it so hard sometimes? And I think uh, that whole piece of being hard is a byproduct of fear. I love the hearts. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you out there. Like, I know it's it's been since it's been a minute, man. It was I think I went live Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. And then Thursday was, you know, it was just one of those things where I could have I could have went live in Nashville at the NRB, but it was, it was just, it was a mess. I spent all that time and effort to be there and the networking took off like crazy from Monday on. And I just, and honestly, I was fearful of that event. <laughs> like, I was fearful that I wouldn't be relevant. I was fearful that uh, maybe I wouldn't be recognizable. I was fearful that uh, it was a waste of time and money, you know, just fearful and little fears. Like we have little fears, we have big fears. And I think that, you know, we need to understand that, that the day-to-day fears that we have are there. They're transparent. They're, they're, they're moving through our life. And then we have these big fears like financial fears, uh, maybe marriage fears, maybe relationship fears, maybe, maybe health fears, you know, fear of dying because you have cancer or you're dealing with some tests coming up. I mean, fear is inherent in all of our lives. And so as I was preparing for this morning show, I just kind of <laughs> had this story in my mind and I'm like, I want to do this story. I want to do this story. And I actually was talking to Chad about it a little bit. And, and then, you know, Monday morning rolls around. I'm up early. I do my devotional. I mean, there it is. Psalms 56, three, when I'm afraid I will put my trust in faith in you. Right. So David says, when I'm in fear, I will put my trust in faith in you, God. And so I'm like, oh, man, we better just do this week a series on fear. And so, you know, the stories I had and some of them I had, some of them I didn't have, some of where I thought I, where I felt, felt the world was taking me. And it all really was triangulating me on fear, because when you when you kind of get down to it, uh, everything in life 
is motivated. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to be Nostradamus here or anything, but I'm just going to predict that every almost everything in your life that's either good or bad happens is motivated by fear. And, and so, you know, we, we need to be aware of that scoundrel fear. And so I was just kind of thinking, good morning, good morning. Uh, I was just kind of thinking, so like this story, you know, my faith in God and do, do I put my faith in him enough? Do I think of him enough? And so I broke fear down in the second part of this uh, day. Uh, we're going to be talking about the acronym fear and how to deal with fear and my formula for dealing with fear, because I, I really do have a formula of dealing with fear. And, and God has brought that to me this morning, and and here we are. We go no, but so like this yesterday, I was on the phone with Chad, and we were talking about. Actually, we didn't know we were talking about fear, but we were talking about something we were somewhat fearful of, hesitant of, or something wasn't working out right in our marketing or some event that we were working on, and we didn't know if the the gig was right or the timing was right. And I said, man, you know, I was just thinking. It, but the word fear was never mentioned. It was just like, well, let's, we're always problematic. We're like, okay, we got a problem. Let's fix it. We got a problem. Let's fix it. I said, you know, Chad, I was thinking the other day, it reminded me of this last flood we had here in Florida. You know, like we're professional flood people here in Florida, right? And so every, every, <laughs> every hurricane, there's a fear of flooding. Now, flooding doesn't come every hurricane. Matter of fact, probably the worst flood we experienced and our area came with just a mild storm where the tide was too high and the, the rainwater was too much. And when the water can't run into the ocean, all the drains are blocked in the streets and the water level is too high in the, in the sea, if you will. So the water has nowhere to go. And that's when it backs up on land. And so with all the construction and everything going on over time in the world, everyone's built these drainage pieces. But when the, when the, when the tide's up too high and it's covering all the drains that are going out the water table is higher than so water can't leave land so that's how floods happen I was reminded of the story of a fearful guy in a house and it was during a hurricane and you know when the hurricanes happen the, the people come down the street with their megaphones and and they uh they say you gotta get out or we're gonna come arrest you or something like that and they go down the street beep 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 get out there's a flood get out Flood zone, you will die. Get out, flood zone. It goes down the street. So, you I mean you're, you're fearful? You don't want to break the law, but you don't want to leave your house. So, this one dude, he was down there and, and we, we got out. But the one dude, he's, he's in the house and he's sitting there and he's saying, I'm no getting me out. I'm, God's going to save me. God's going to save me. And he's just one of those guys. What are you going to do, right? So, sure enough, the police roll up on him and they knock on the door and Bop, 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 bop. Hey, you're the only one left on the street. The floodwaters are raging. They're at your front door now. We think you should get out of here. We got a car. We can take you out of here. They can get you through this water. And he says, I don't know. I'm fine. I'm staying. God is going to save me. Please say, you know, we're not going to carry you or anything, but, you know, we really, really nope, God's going to save me. So the police leave, and sure enough, floodwaters get up a little higher, and, 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 and it's in his living room, and he's up to his knees or something of that nature, and sure enough, a boat comes flowing up to his front door, and they knock on the door. He comes out, up water up to his knees, and there's a boat there, and these people in life jackets and everything, and they say, hey, man, you know, we're we're part of the Coast Guard here, and we got a boat here, and we want to get you out. We're going to save you. We're going to get you out of this flood. The guy looks at him. He says, no, man, you don't understand. God's going to save me. 
God's going to save me. And so the, the guys in the boat, well, listen, we got to get on down the road. We got some, here's some, here's some water you can drink. <laughs> All right. God's going to save me. So the guy kicks off in the boat. And so sure enough, the guy, the floodwaters get so high. He's got to go to the second floor of his house. Right. And so sure enough, another boat from the coast guard comes by up to the window on his second floor. He opens up the window and the guy says, Hey man, we're the coast guard here. Beep, beep. Beep, 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 Coast Guard. Come out, come out, come out. We have a boat. We'll take you out. We will take you out. Come out. He opens up the window. He says, hey, how you doing? The guy says, how you doing? Get in a boat. Let's go. We're the Coast Guard. We're not playing around, bro. He says, listen, God's going to save me. God's saving me. He says, you don't understand. You guys keep coming back here, but thank you for thinking about me. So all of a sudden, the boat leaves. The floodwaters get so high, it goes to the roof. He has to get to the roof. He's on the top of his house on the deck and everything so sure enough here it comes it's hard to believe this but a helicopter comes flying ever so gently to the balcony of his house come on out here we have we have we have a helicopter they drop a, a, a ladder down from this helicopter the guy standing on the balcony he's waving at him he's waving at him they're saying Please get on an elevator. Please get on the ladder. Climb up the ladder. We will save you. We are the Coast Guard air support. Please do this. And he's waving at him. He's like, no, God's got me. God's going to save me. God's going to save me. And these guys in the helicopter are like, what is wrong with this guy? And they pull up the ladder and they take off to save somebody. Well, the story ends tragically, as you can imagine. The poor guy's up there on the roof. The floodwaters keep crying, and finally, he drowns. It was awful. His funeral was sad. It was awful. And when he gets up to heaven, he looks at the pearly gates and St. Pete's there, Peter's there, and he says, hey, man, Pete, how's it going on? Let me in. He says, come on in. And so he walks He walks through the pearly gates, and he says, hey, man, he says, God, what is going on? He says, hey, how you doing, such and such? He says, he says God, I got a bone to pick with you. He says, what is that? He says, well, when I was in the floodwaters and I was calling out to you at the first level, the second level, the third level in the helicopter, I was calling out to you to save me. He said, he said, what happened? You, you, you left me, you left me hanging out there. I was fearful for my life and I was counting on you, Lord. Why, why happened? I just need to know. Thank you for letting me in the gate. But I got to know. And God looked right at this guy and he said, listen, bro, I sent the police. I sent the fire department. I sent the Coast Guard. I sent the helicopter pods. I sent every arsenal I had to save you, and you kept refusing me. You did not trust in me. You, you didn't pay attention. Oh, man. You know, I, mean, I, think, that, I think that's a story. Okay, just so you know, if you're worried about it, it's not true. It's I'm like making it up. Sometimes I, I am convincing enough. No one died. At least not in this story. No one died. You know, not, not in this. It's a fake story. Someone's probably died in a flood before, I'm sure of it, but not in this order, not this, not the the message here is my friends, is you know, I, I, I'm I, I'm speaking to you. The title of this message is I am talking to you. I heard it resoundly. I'm talking to you. And so what I wanted to do was set up today's show. I wanted to set up today's show 
with man is God ever talking to you is he is he ever helping you push through your fearful moments or do you not go to him in your fearful moments are, are we dealing with Psalms 56 3 are we dealing with life in such a way that we're like blind or impervious to where even God is are we do we think sometimes we're talking to God but we're not listening to him and and he has to say you know I was in my sleep when I came up with this title three days ago I was like oh yeah speak up I'm talking to you. <laughs> so I'm talking to you today. Come on now, somebody. It's a Monday morning. We've got lots of people on here. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk about your fear. How, how is God talking to you? I think you better pay attention now. Todd is not only a remarkable, successful 30-year titan in business with having multiple businesses that generate multiplied millions of dollars. If that plan happens to be to build a million-dollar company, which I can help you do. But he's humble. He's a man of God. He's a family man. The world's news organizations are built on everything but positivity. He is an influential entrepreneur and business speaker for over 30 years. I've got to forecast. I've got to pronounce. I've got to project. I've got to share with you my ideas, my vision, my goals for not only myself, but for you. That's why he's came up with his incredible concept of taking and creating a platform for people that are wired differently. And you got to understand that your habits of your person and your habits of your business and your habits of your spirituality have to lead to the North Star of who you are. We need to figure out who we want to be in life. I mean, if, if any of you weren't here from the beginning, but I see a lot of you here this morning, had a lot of fun with the story, and I see some comments out there. And, um, you know, I, I think we're all in this boat where, where we, we, don't, we don't know we think we're listening to God. We think we think we're, you know, we think we're playing we're playing in the same football field. Or we're playing in the same, you know, same arena, same court. And you know, I don't. Most of the time, we probably aren't because we're not literally putting God first in this area. And so with t today, what I wanted to just kind of focus on is is that I think that the best message I can ever give people is is that I'm like you, right? And so I fail like you. I succeed like you. I cry like you. I'm wired differently, right? And you're wired differently. And we're just different, right? And that, that what that means, though, is we are human, but we're different in the fact that we're literally misfits in this world, and we're called to a higher power, we're called to a higher thinking in many, many regards. Not higher as in smarter than people, not higher as in better than people, but we are called, you know, literally to speak in God's language, live in God's language, live under these rules that the Bible has put forth for us, in which we always fall short on. So don't hear me pounding my chest right now. Hear me saying, man, I'm in the same um, boat with you when it comes to failures and successes. But what I'm trying to help you understand that this wired a differently mindset, mission, movement, and ministry is yours. And I, I mean, I just, I think that you all need to own it as much as I'm trying to own it for you, because it's not that I'm reinventing anything, right? But I am trying to evangelize to you, which is biblical. And then I want you to evangelize to other people 
through this mindset, mission, ministry, and movement. And so when, when I say you're a misfit right now, I, I need you to understand that that's a good thing. Like the poor guy, you know, the poor guy refuses God three or four times and ends up going to heaven and has to meet God up there. And God says, what's wrong? And the guy says, you know, why, why did why did you forsake me? I, I pray to you, I count you, but, he, but the guy wasn't listening. He he sent a rescue truck, a rescue boat, a rescue man, a rescue helicopter, and he kept thinking he was looking at God, right? And and he really, really wasn't paying attention because God came in the form of a boat. God came in the form of a paramedic. God came in the form of a fire truck. God came in the form of a Coast Guard and a helicopter, right? And and he just wasn't listening. He He felt like he was so in tune with God. He wasn't in tune because he was just that person. And so when I say we're misfits, that man was a Christian in the story. He went to heaven and got, got him there, maybe, you know, but 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 the way he got there was a little awkward. Right. And so when I say we're misfits, we're wired differently because we have accepted Christ into our life. So we're walking around on this planet. Right. So one of the things I just got to make clear and I, and I got a quick story for you as we move into this, this whole week is going to be fear. Is is that is is that you. You are not of this world anymore once you accept Christ into your heart. Right? I mean, I, I just, this is a revival. I mean, this is, a revival is sharing you what you already should know, reminding you what you should know, and, and getting to your focus here where, are you listening, right? I'm talking to you. And what the title of the show isn't me talking to you. It's God talking to me to talk to you about God talking to me because I want to share with you what God is sharing with me is, is that pay attention, I'm here. This is a revival. Why are differently is a revival. It's this idea of like, like looking at things through today's lenses, why are differently is just the fact that you've accepted Christ and you know the gospel and you are not of this world anymore. You are now wired differently than this world. You are now therefore a misfit. And you're going to see shirts that say misfit. You're going to say shirts and that say wired differently. You're going to say mugs and cups and all this kind of stuff because this is your movement, mindset, mission, and ministry. It's not mine. It's God's through me for you for what we're doing here. And so this is the collection of people, right, that are doing this. And we are still fearful people. We're just misfits in the fact. But since we're misfits, since we're wired differently, we have different weapons to deal with fear. We have different utilities. We have different tools to deal with fear. The fact that you're wired differently in a misfit doesn't mean that you won't have fears in life. King David had fears, Psalms 56, 3, uh, David's praying to God. He says, like, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. And that's the that's the Bible verse that really sh uh, shoved me, pushed me, motivated me into this direction for this week about fear. It's just like, man, David had fear? Oh, boy, did he. He had fear. He was a little boy, and the, the biggest, probably fearful moment of his life was he was picked to slay the giant. It was fearful. 
put my trust and faith in you. Became a king. He had many armies against him and people against him, and I put my faith in you. Now, David was a sinner, probably one of the most famous sinners in the Bible. With Bathsheba, sent a man to die on the war line defending his country so he would be killed, so he could be with his wife. Bad man. Don't want to talk about that. But he's human. Somehow God redeemed him from that, made him one of the greatest leaders in the Old Testament. He had fears. And he wrote most of all the Psalms. I'm, I'm going to, I'm guessing, it's more than 150 Psalms. He wrote, he wrote, he, he wrote most of those Psalms. And, and here's the one I'm sharing with you. When I'm afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. And so I think this is a, kind of an oxymoron into the fact that, like, how do you deal with fear? Well, I'm gonna, you know where I'm going to end up with this, but I want to actually not end up in a place that you all need you to do. But I want you to understand that all of us fall short of ending up where I'm going to tell you to end up because you already know that's where you're supposed to go. But we don't do it. Don't do it. And sometimes we put our eyes on other things and we think it's God when it's not God and we're not focusing and listening to God. We're not literally praying about it. What you're missing in that story was that the man who was asking for God to save him wasn't praying for how to save, be saved. He wasn't praying for God to save him. He wasn't, he wasn't doing the directions correctly. He didn't have his eyes focused on the right places, right? And it's happened to me time and time again in my life over and over and over and over again. And I call myself a Christian. Someone even called me, said I have a master's degree in the Bible, which I do not. I just do it every morning for the most part to do the show, to prep, to do the rest. And I got so much to share with you about that. But what I want to tell you today is like here, here is a beautiful story, a true story that I'm pretty much going to close with today about fear and how we're to look at God. And I'm talking to you, I heard resounding. I was, um, man, 1990, I'm going to go 1998, 1999. I'd finally kind of cracked the, the, the outer shell of making X amount of dollars, $100,000 or more in my business. And it was a really big time for me, but I was in a rough slump and my pipeline was rather lean and I had drove out to Cleveland and I was feeling that the, the, the demons of depression, right? And I was in Cleveland and I, I drove all over Cleveland and I had five or six appointments. And I, if I just land one of these deals, then, you know, it makes, you makes half a year for me, right? It's just, that's how that business worked. But I was down. I was, you know, I was depressed and everything was a no hitter, man. Sorry, not today. You sound good, but not today. Great presentation, but not today man, you're really good at what you do, but it's not for us. Wow, you drove all this way for us? Mm -hmm. We never intended on using you. Wow, great product. Doesn't fit us. No, 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 no. So you can understand when you have two babies and, and things go on the way they go and and you, you need things to happen, you can get depressed. So I was over in Cleveland and I was working my way home. And I remember just thinking, uh, I was praying to God, you know, and I was like, God, man, 
what is going on here? Why is my life this way? Why, why am I going through this? Why are things this way? I mean, why can we be so up and so down? And now I, I got to go home and tell my wife that I didn't have a sale. And I got to tell my wife that we're going to be tough on making this house payments and this regards and this investment and this and that. And listen, I didn't have tons of money. I didn't, I had went, lost everything up until this point. And we finally got to a point where we were literally losing everything in our life to a point where we had some money. And when you say you're making a hundred grand a year, you don't make it all at once. It comes out over time, over time, over time. And your job is to build it, build it, build it. And uh, gratefully by the grace of God, that industry that I was cracking open in 1997, I started in 1994 has become pay serve systems. One of the best and largest thousand or more payroll providers, human capital management companies in the country. Right. But, the, but it wasn't back then because I was selling stuff for someone else to get out of the drink and i remember just being so desperate like god god i can't go bankrupt again i can't file for i mean it never went bankrupt but i was in that position and i paid everybody back over 15 right but man i can't be i can't be a loser again lord i i just can't i i, I just done this twice and i i gotta go home and i'm gonna get i'm gonna get there and i gotta tell my wife that struck out yeah why why am i alone it was a winter day and i was coming through cleveland and i remember thinking god just just tell me please that you're there don't i need to hear from you i want to listen i want to know that you're there i want to see you i've been i've been praying for these deals i've been praying for these deals i've been praying i've been working i've been doing doing all the reps of doing anything and i get nothing i get nothing Please just, just, it's cloudy. Just part the cloud because I see some sun out there. Just part the cloud so I can see the sun. And then I'll know through this fleece that you're really a God and you're really there with me and you're really thinking about me and you really do care for me. Please, Lord, just, just give me that little peace. And so as I'm driving through the road, I, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, man, God, if you could just, if I could just put you trust in you god if i can give you this fleece and i'm putting my trust in you and i come on god come on god and i'm driving down the road i'm like okay come on clouds just part just driving just looking up come on clouds just part come on clouds i know you can part there's a sun out there come on. oh you're starting to part whoa 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 no you're not parting what are, what are you doing you're closing god why are the clouds closing God, just please, a little sunshine. Just give me a sliver. I'll, I'll take that as a win. I'll take that as a win. As, as I continue to look up and look up, the clouds were like not parting. They were closing. As they closed, they got black. I'm like, God, what is going on? Did I do something? What do I do to deserve this? I don't deserve this. I mean, all I'm doing is being loyal and faithful, and you're closing the clouds on me? God, why are you closing the clouds on me? Why is it dark? All of us, God, are you real? It's raining right now. Oh, my gosh, God, why? I just asked for a little sunshine. That's all I ever wanted in my life was just a little little sunshine, just a sliver of you is all I need for energy. And you close the clouds and you're making it dark. And now it's raining. Oh, now it's hailing. How can that be? I asked for sunshine and you've given me hail. In my desperate moment to try and understand all of this in just a sliver of faith and hope from God and a fleece, thinking I've done all that's been required of me to put my faith and trust in God. In my most desperate, depressed moment, as I drove through that city, ready to just give it all out and up, I looked to my right as I came around the corner, 
through the hail and rain and clouds. It's all billboard with a huge burst of sunshine on Sunshine baking company. I cried. I wept. I was so joyous. I was so grateful for God. I was so grateful for that fleece. So this Monday morning, I want you to understand. In Psalms 56.3, David says to God, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. But here's the thing I want you to take out with you today. I want you to take out with you today. As you pray these things, as you look to God, as you put your trust in him in your fearful moments and faith in him in your fearful moments, and if you do your proverbial fleece or whatever it is, I want you to understand. I want you to be prepared. I want you to warn you. I want you to understand that most of the times, some of the times, almost all the times, God is not exactly where you think he's going to be. guy drowned on the top of his house was looking for God somewhere else, right? So sure of it. And the salesman, Todd, was driving through Cleveland looking for God in the part of the sun and the sky and all but just a little sliver. He, Todd would have taken any little smidgen of sun ray and ran with it. But God said, no, I'm not going to give you anything that you could think or transpose or even give any credit to that being me. So what he said to me was, I'm closing the clouds. I'm not opening the clouds. I'm making them dark. I'm making them clear. I'm going to make it hail. I'm going to make it rain. I'm going to make it very thinking clear to Todd that I am not where he thinks I am going to be all the time. But when he comes around the corner, I'm going to show him my love in a billboard. The last place Todd would see sunshine. So where are you in your fear mentality? Where are you in your walk with God? Where are you in your ideas of how faith and prominence of God fits in your life? And more importantly, when you're afraid and you decide to put God in trust and faith in him for you, are you open to where God will show up, right? Are you open to the, to the idea that God is omnipotent and he is in control and he will do it the way he thinks it's best for you? Well, it's a great show this morning, great lesson, and I, I, I didn't plan to go there. I got fear for you tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday. That's a good kind of fear. I hope you love these stories. This has been the Wired. <laughs> Yeah.